0: Is it time to walk your dog, but you just don't feel like yourself these days? Are you a woman over the age of 35 and are having an array of baffling symptoms? Well, check out Morphus. It's a company started by two women who are in perimenopause and menopause that just wanna help other women in this phase of life. They have a podcast, Menopause Reimagined, and a comprehensive website, wearemorphous.com, with amazing products that provide relief. If you're struggling with any of the over 102 possible symptoms, check them out. You are not alone in this. Visit WeArmorphous.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-M-O-R-P-H-U-S.com. Does your dog do? Well, today to answer this question, we've got the fantastic Jaron Lucas. We're going to be talking about his book, the canine coco mega effect a breakthrough to healing your dog's gut with super fats he is the ceo of yum woof natural pet food and i'm so excited to have him on all right jaron does your dog do
1: what oh you know sherlock is the cutest corgi poo in the world in my humble opinion And sure, I'll tell you what, though, he he's definitely got that corgi butt wiggle. uh, That's (laughs) one of my favorite things that he does for sure.
0: Oh, I'd love that. The butt wiggle is so, so fun. Question I ask every guest, when did your love of dogs begin?
1: You know it really began with Sherlock. I grew up with a dog and you know absolutely loved him too, but I think it's so different when you finally get your own dog and you know you're responsible for him. You build that that connection uh from when they're a puppy and and uh, for me that that's really where it began and and now I can't imagine ever living life without a dog.
0: Yeah, isn't it crazy? I can't either. I mean, I, I, and everyone knows who listens. I got my first dog at 33, a pit mix. And then I got a setter shepherd mix. Those were the original good boys. And now I have uh, my beloved soulmate blue, my pity and my dog Benji. I know it sounds so mean. I'm like my beloved soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> Benji just gave me a look. Benji, I love you too. It's okay. honey.
1: No, I literally, I literally feel <laughs> the same about Sherlock. Like Sherlock is my soulmate. There will never right? be another dog. I have just like him. Although I'm sure the, future dogs I have will be amazing. But uh, yeah, there's, there's a certain connection you build with some dogs. Like for me, um, I even talk about this in my book, like there are moments where you can be deep in meditation with your dog with you there. And it to me, it's just this almost like cosmic experience that you can have. It's like a frozen moment in time with you and your dog. And there's nothing like it.
0: Oh, my gosh, I absolutely love that. All right, speaking of love, your book is great. And being that I've been in the health world and health media for 24 years, I know a lot of these things when it comes to people and I I hadn't really thought about it until recently, which seems crazy to me, about our dogs and what we're feeding our dogs. So I want to jump in first how you talk about in the book that your research originally rose from working to find a solution to your own food allergies and digestive issues and dermatitis. Talk to us a little bit about this and what you did.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I was I was very deep in tech before, but I don't think that anyone who knew me in my 20s when I was on my Postmates diet uh, would have ever (laughs) three month burger binge when I was living in New York City. We'll leave it at that. But I don't think anyone who knew me back then would have ever thought I would be so into nutrition now. But it, it, like you said, it really came from me learning that I have—I—I uh, I don't necessarily have skin issues. I have food allergies that appear as skin issues uh, symptomatically. You know, I I had these skin issues start to appear late in my teens. They consistently got worse in my twenties, and uh, to the point where you know uh, it, you're just leveling up and up with the medication. Like uh, I started out uh, with different topical steroids. I even had one; those stopped working. I had one doctor actually shoot me up with steroids, which worked for 6 months and then my skin issues came back with a vengeance. Meanwhile, no doctor over about 15 years ever mentioned to me that hey, maybe you have food allergies and should get tested for that. So, you know, luckily I I met some smart people who convinced me to do a food elimination diet and lo and behold, I realized that I don't have skin issues so much as I have food allergies. And if I don't eat certain foods, I don't have any skin issues at all. So that is what really got me onto this path of exploring nutrition, getting really anytime I get into something, I also get very obsessed about it. So, you know, now I'm 3,000 clinical studies into this. Uh, and that has really guided not only my personal beliefs, but what we've been doing in terms of formulating dog food at Yum Wolf. But, you know, I think it's so important to get to the fundamental nutrition when dogs are having these different, whether they're gut health issues or skin issues. I mean, we literally see it every day, you know, starting with if a dog is on dry kibble, like just moving off of dry kibble has incredible, like magical benefits, Um, basically We've seen lots of dogs uh, get off of Apoquil, different allergy medications like that, just by switching off of dry kibble. And even when they're off of it and they're still having issues, just finding the right food, like continuing to you know keep playing with your dog's diet until you find the right thing. I mean, a lot of these issues really can go away. So, But it really did come back to me and just my experience with uh, going through the traditional medical system, not ever once being recommended to uh, look for maybe like more holistic type of um, remedies or solutions. And yeah, now it's pretty easy to keep my skin healthy. I just don't eat nuts or seeds and eggs. For me, the hardest thing is giving up Mexican food and especially my favorite types of Mexican food, which are like Oaxacan moles.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Those are like, yeah, pretty much every ingredient I'm allergic to.
0: Oh, God, I miss mole. Yeah, I don't do nuts, uh, seeds sometimes. But yeah, there's always nuts. And then there's bread. I have all kinds of issues. So, (laughs) you know, one of the things about dry kibble is that it's so inflammatory. It's because they have those seed oils, which I'd love for you to expand on. And then it's that high heat cooking. And then it's an absolute disaster for your dogs and for our microbiome. So tell us a little bit about this.
1: Yeah, it's one of those really unfortunate ingredients that we're finding in all sorts of food, and it's in most dog food. Like, I encourage anyone listening to just check your dog food's label and see if safflower oil, sunflower oil, canola oil is in there. And these seed oils are very high in omega six, which makes them inflammatory. Uh, and that's not just a woo woo kind of uh, thing. Uh, in omega-6s actually turn on the production of inflammatory molecules in your body and your dog's body. So we, we are both biological creatures. We function very much the same way. And when we eat too many seed oils, which uh, we, can, we can judge this by the ratio of omega-6s to omega-3s, um, really you want a one-to-one balance. You or your dog want that. Unfortunately, AFCO's requirements are a 30-to-1 requirement, meaning they, they can put 30 times more omega-6s than omega-3s into dog food, and the average dry kibble is going to be around 16-to-1. Very far from 1-to-1, 1 1, and 16-to-1 is also uh, basically the same amount that you would get from eating at McDonald's every day. So we're we're feeding our dogs fast food essentially. And the way to rectify that is to, I mean, the simplest way is really described in my book. It's feeding these Coke Omega superfats, which is a combination of omega-3s and coconut oil that produce these uh, basically synergistic benefits that help reduce inflammation and improve gut health. And so, you know, getting getting the omega-3 balance right is just super important.
0: Right. Yeah, and that synergy is really key. And that's why the book is so good. You go into such great detail. You talk about signaling molecules and what role they play in inflammation. You talk about, you know, the fats, even though it's very science-based, it's it's very layperson. You could understand it. I mean, I have a background in this stuff. But I found it very easy to read, very easy to understand, and and really vital, I think, to get people to you know shift their paradigm because everyone's like, We talk, dog food's fine, what are you talking about? You're just some kind of woo-woo weirdo. And I was like, No, it's not really. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> let's let's let, you know read read Jaren's book, you'll find out.
1: Yeah, I tried to make the book interesting to read while at the same time le- really laying out the ground case for like why why we need to feed our dogs certain fats and not feed them others and so i think it's re- going to be really informative to really any pet parent because not i mean we've only started to scratch the surface in this conversation you know like omega omega 6s turning on the production of pg2 and cytokines is one way that this Definitely happens, but uh, even it, just starting in the microbiome, which comes even before all that happens, uh, all these seed oils, and I lay out, you know, 162 clinical studies talking about this. Eating seed oils actually does shape the microbiome and, in a negative way. So. Uh, Fortunately, omega-3s do the opposite. Fortunately, the MCTs and lauric acid that are in coconut oil also do the opposite. They have very beneficial, almost probiotic-like effects. And so that's one of the really cool things. Um, When you look at microbiome research, the number one statistic to pay attention to is microbiome diversity, that's you know basically across all microbiome research, it's kind of the simplified metric that we always look to because it's aligned broadly across longevity, uh, fewer diseases, lower cancer rates, lower obesity. So microbiome diversity is definitely something to strive for, and so we we start to look at what different types of fats do in terms of either promoting it or not. Uh, I also touch on things like the raw diet. Is that optimal for microbiome diversity? Um, what can be gained from it? What, what are the negative downsides where you may want to go even outside of a raw diet? There, there are all these different uh, uh, elements that affect microbiome diversity, but you know, simply put, combining omega-3s, coconut oil, and the right amounts of fiber together all have these now science-backed uh, kind of synergistic effects on each other that uh, just give your dog a anti-inflammatory boost. So, you know, if we want our dogs to live longer, this is, I believe, one way to to do it effectively.
0: Yeah, I was really impressed with all the studies in the book. I must have taken a lot of research.
1: Oh, I'm so glad that I'm done writing this book. I'll tell you what, Lisa. <laughs> it's so much, <laughs> It you know, it really was like, because uh, you'll see one one uh, study, and it will it will maybe like give you a direction to go, but you want to back up that study too and make sure that this is actually like not just a one off uh, effect that happened, but actually backed by multiple studies. And so you find yourself on these deep dives, uh, multi hour. I mean, we're talking like eight hours a day. I spent for months writing this book and. You know, you find yourself on these deep dives of just like study after study after study, and I'm I'm beyond the point of just going to the conclusion section of NIH studies and like pulling out okay, like what are the main takeaways? Like the the place to go after that, if you really want to understand uh, the effects that are happening and whether you should believe a, a study, is you need to look at how molecules are are moving throughout the body. Okay. So. That requires some level of understanding of biochemistry, which is something that, you know, you, you find yourself learning more and more about as you go deeper into these. And I mean, the microbiome is, is definitely the forefront of all of this. It's also like clearly one of the most important things in nutrition. And we know so little about it still. But, uh, what I do point to in the book is different classes of bacteria that, uh, are either grown or uh, either grow or shrink based on whether you're feeding higher omega-3s, higher coconut oil, or in the opposite case, higher omega-6s, which again showed that they promote the growth of uh, more negatively associated classes of, of bacteria in the microbiome.
0: You know, you mentioned the raw food diet earlier and you actually have some drawbacks. Talk to us a little bit about these.
1: Yeah, and I I love talking about the raw diet because the community around it is such a cult like following. I mean, the amount of Google searches the raw diet gets every month too is just mind boggling. And, you know, when when it's kind of like when I went on keto for a couple of years you know, you, it becomes religious for sure. Keto, especially, because if you go over those 20 carbs, then you're not in ketosis anymore. So (laughs) it's like black and white, but with raw diet, um, one of the things I really love about it is, uh, especially the focus on looking at millions of years of ancestral diet in dogs and, and taking, The common sense approach that maybe we should feed dogs what's biologically appropriate for them based on like what what they just have eaten forever. And and that's definitely really smart. And uh, one of the takeaways I love about it, too, is um, really this movement away from synthetic vitamins and minerals we're actually going to be launching a new dog food here in a couple of months called Perfect Feast. And oh. that one is going to be all the benefits of raw diet, uh, but air dried. So it what I'm about to explain here is the, you know, just a pure raw. Oh, but the most important part of that is no synthetic vitamins and minerals. That's one of the great benefits of raw diet. It's this nose to tail feeding paradigm where you're getting all of the nutrients from natural sources That is going to show, um, it's going to be correlated with uh, just higher absorption of minerals. It's going to be healthier. However, when we feed pure raw, uh, that does come with, we'll call it uh, one negative bacteria that are in the food. So like there is benefit to cooking food. Um, that's probably the first place where I really would push back on, on people who are huge fans of raw diet. Like, and I always say humans also used to eat a raw diet. Like we, I mean, not to get too graphic, but like, you know, we didn't cook our food always. We, we killed it. We ate it. That was that. And, uh, people got sick. Uh, it, it also isn't the way to, create the highest protein digestibility in the food either like there there are all these benefits to to cooking food and so when we can cook at very low temperatures in a way that maintains the nutrients we're get we're still getting all those benefits but we're also making the protein absorption higher we're making the nutrient absorption higher so cooking is good uh, not the way they cook dry kibble which is uh, maybe another thing we can go on to later but because sure. uh, it oxidizes fats and has all sorts of issues uh, surrounding it but uh cooking food in a very you know low temperature way is very beneficial and on top of that um, some people do incorporate things like coconut oil and fiber into a raw diet but I find that uh, many pet parents don't do that and uh and even worse uh, I'm like kind of not even going into this but like some people think that just feeding a dog ground meat and like maybe a little bit of sweet potato and calling that a raw diet is like the sweet potato definitely isn't part of a raw diet but um but stuff like that which is deficient in all sorts of nutrients like that that's very dangerous uh if we go a step beyond that we're we're just feeding like you know only animal meat nose to tail but we're not including things like fiber. We're not including fruits. We're not including um, maybe like even cartilage because we forgot to uh, things like that. That will not lead to microbiome the the maximum microbiome diversity. So if our goal here is to maximize that, because that being a biomarker that is so strongly correlated to longevity there we we can go beyond the raw diet and uh, have better effects
0: right absolutely and i love this in the book you write quote coco omega can help dogs achieve optimal healthy fats in their blood improve their cellular health for longevity improve their microbiome diversity and reduce inflammation relieving the daily symptoms of inflammation including allergies digestive issues and much more in the process and that is huge Uh, My dog, Blue, and I won't go on and on. Everybody knows Kitty. He is always itchy. He has tons of allergies. One of the problem is even with the incredible ingredients in Yum he's allergic to almost everything. So he's on a, right now I have him on turkey and acorn squash with some kibble until I can get him, you know, we're going to add more things in. Um, But for Benji, he can eat anything and he loves the food, but it makes me so sad. I can't give it to Blue, but I'm hoping eventually when his gut is healed, that he can have it.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting that when we see these dogs who have a lot of environmental allergies, a lot of times their microbiome, like basically the intestines, are also very much inflamed. And so, you know, you got, you know, we kind of start from like the ground up and, you know, hopefully can, can heal that. And there, there are very interesting, I don't really go into this particular one so much in my book, but, um, there are many natural, um, uh, ingredients that have been shown to actually heal the epithelial cell wall. Uh, so you can kind of uh, rebuild that mucus layer and hopefully, uh, give the, the, essentially the skin inside the, the microbiome, um, a relief, but it's always, it's always so challenging. But one thing we uh, discuss in one of my favorite chapters is it was this chapter that I I did in collaboration with Dr. Ava Frick.
0: Yes, it was great.
1: Yeah, that's where we go a little bit more advanced and. I really loved writing that chapter because we start to show the link between uh, mineral balances in the body and how that plays into fats and uh, microbiome health. And so, you know, and and really, uh, we we tried to keep it as simple as possible, just focusing on the sodium-potassium pathway. Right. And, uh, and one thing to kind of keep in mind is this is not sodium-potassium in the blood. It's sodium-potassium in the lymphatic system. So that comes kind of like you consume it, a bunch of things happen in the body. Some of that might go in the lymphatic system, but there are many things that are controlling how much sodium and potassium are in that system, including uh, stress. That That's one that uh, I would tend to not want to believe in, uh, like when we talk about woo-woo, that's getting to the deep part of it, like talking about how like your thoughts and stress and your dog's thoughts and stress uh, might actually impact their inflammation. It's like, what? No, like, isn't it just a bunch of molecules in the body that, you know, okay, what's my, let's look at what my dog is eating. Let Okay, so yes, that plays a big part of it. Um, But there are two things that really affect this. One, is the quality of food, so that's definitely there, and two, the quality of environment. And environment really can be all linked to uh, how much uh, aldosterone is being released because that is going to control how much sodium the kidneys are uh, retaining.
0: What's aldosterone for people who aren't familiar?
1: This is a hormone that is released uh, in, in this uh, kind of interstitial fluid that we're talking about, where also the sodium and potassium lies, that uh, all, all of it is, so like hormones are super important. Uh, I don't even think that we really appreciate how important they really are. Because I think we grow up in in, in America talking about like, you know, teenagers and their hormones. And then we kind of like play it off and, and it's like, no, like hormones are if you have inflammation or your dog has inflammation or any sort of gut health issue, I mean, hormones are like the messaging messaging signals that are controlling all of that. So, and, and that can be uh, caused by food. It's if your dog is eating dry kibble, it most certainly is. Um, But also, you know, if a dog is is um, chronically stressed, that that is going to promote more inflammation. And what we uh, then further talk about in in that chapter is how feeding cocoa mega super fat cocoa mega super fats actually does inhibit uh, these inflammatory pathways. So like if your dog is chronically stressed and you're feeding them a combination of omega threes and coconut oil that can actually reduce the inflammatory effects that their stress is having. So, you know, thereby, you know, kind of giving their body a little bit of a break, hopefully helping them live longer despite all of those uh, kind of hard to control things.
0: Another thing I love about the book is you have starting the Coco Omega, the five-step plan for healing your dog, And in this, you're telling us what we can do, Uh, step one, achieve the one-to-one protein to fat balance, step two, limit carbs to 25%, et cetera. And then you say the easiest way is obviously to get the yum woof, which I agree with, but it's not pushy and you're giving so much information. Like, you know, I've read books where it seems like it's all just about pushing the product, which is not something I enjoy. This was like so much valuable information and then people can make their own choice
1: yeah I appreciate that i really i was really focused on not making it a sales book and so you know we we obviously formulate our dog food with this in mind and want to make it easier for people but it's really just like one page in the book you know mo- most of the book i wanted to kind of uh lay the groundwork for what I think can heal dogs in a more unique way and and there are people in the pet community uh-huh. <laughs> I, I uh that this is just a dog lover podcast podcaster problems
0: yeah that was benji (laughs)
2: love
1: it
0: (laughs) my lab once you have had a wonderful dog a life without one is a life diminished that's a quote by author Dean Coots, and I couldn't agree more. I want my wonderful dogs to live as long as possible, and what they eat plays a huge role in their health and longevity. Kibble is full of seed oils that wreak havoc on our dog's health. They damage their microbiome, which affects digestion, oral health, their skin and coat, and more. And that's why I feed my dog, Benji, Yumwoof. Their air-dried food is GMO-free and has an inflammation-reducing recipe with omega-3 and coconut oil. It's all the benefits of fresh food without the fridge, carbs, fillers, seed oils, and other inflammatory ingredients you see in other brands. Yum Woof obsessively crafted a healthy, low-carb food with humanely raised USDA meat, eggs, and other non-GMO superfoods that my dog loves. Try the number one air-dried dog food for gut health for 50% off a trial of Yumwoof. That's 50% off a trial of Yumwoof go to www.yumwoof.com. That's com. You and your dog will be so glad you did.
2: Does your family include a dog or a cat? Would you like to be better educated on how to advocate for their health naturally? Then why not check out all of the amazing resources on NaturallyHealthyPets.com. Dr. Judy Morgan is a trusted advisor and a regular guest here on the Dog Eared Podcast. She has over 38 years experience as an integrative veterinarian, acupuncturist, chiropractor, food therapist, author, speaker, podcast host, and owner of Dr. Judy Morgan's Naturally Healthy Pets Dr Judy's goal is to change the lives of pets by educating and empowering pet parents just like you in the use of natural healing therapies and minimizing the use of chemicals, vaccinations, and poor quality processed food. Head on over to naturallyhealthypets.com where you'll discover healthy product recommendations, comprehensive courses, the Naturally Healthy Pets podcast, informative blogs, upcoming events, and so much more. Again, that's naturallyhealthypets.com, the place to learn how to give your pet the vibrant life that they deserve.
0: I would love to jump into how you actually cook your food because I was reading the ingredients on the one that I got all real things. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. And you also mentioned the term freeze dried. Was that freeze dried? What you sent me, or I couldn't really. That's tell. air dried. Air dried. Okay, let's talk a little bit about your food and and what's in it, how do you make it, and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, at Yumwoof, all of our ingredients are non-GMO. To start, that's a very important thing to me, and so we take these natural ingredients we're we're very strict with our never list as well so we i think more importantly than uh, than what we do include in our recipes is what we don't include so we don't use things like peas legumes rice potato a lot of what i would consider to be filler ingredients we really look towards more anti-inflammatory ingredients overall and with perfect kibble you know it, it all starts with Fresh meat, fresh ingredients, uh, coconut oil, you know, a a lot of the things that you would, I guess, just hope to see in a more limited ingredient dog food. You know, Perfect Kibble, despite the name, is an air-dried dog food. It's not a dry kibble. And I think it does, uh, you know, make sense to real quick talk about how dry kibble is made because it's made that's made through a, a process called hot extrusion, which basically they jam a bunch of uh, goo usually made of pretty bad ingredients to start with through this grinding machine at high heat and high temperature and people a lot of times talk about how hot extrusion degrades the nutrients but what they don't realize oftentimes is that it also oxidizes the fats so when we're feeding our dog oxidized fats which are free radicals these are unbonded electrons that need to pair with another one so when our dog is eating dry kibble it's actually stealing those those free radicals are stealing electrons from cells in our dog's body and this is what over time leads to cancer disease all sorts of issues metabolic health issues that you know we we see in dogs in growing numbers so when you're thinking about you know what is the best uh, way to kind of maximize nutrients in my dog and keep it anti-inflammatory i think air drying is the best way to do it Um, You know, definitely dehydrated food, freeze-dried food, fresh food, they all are, you know, going to be way better than dry kibble by like a million miles. And uh, so, you know, I would say that then you can look at uh, what do these different cooking methods do to the nutrients. And dehydrating is, of all of those options, going to uh, get rid of the most nutrients. It's still going to be very high. But you're, you're going to lose more nutrients, vitamins, and minerals than you would in, say, air-dried food. Freeze-dried, you're also losing more vitamins and minerals than air-drying. Um, fresh food really depends on... I mean, fresh food is great. I'm really not going to talk bad about that other than most of the fresh food brands, if you really dig into it. Uh, first, just try calculating the carbohydrate content. Try finding that data. Uh, you're probably going to have a hard time. So mo- most of these brands have 40 to 50% carb content. And so it really pains me to see how many, you know, rice and potato fillers are in these fresh food and water can also be a filler um, when you're looking at it by weight. And so uh, one, the CEO of one of the fresh food brands told me that. So, you know, I, every, every food has its pros and cons. Um, we, we also did launch another product called Perfect Dog Food Mix. So, Perfect Kibble, our air dried food, number one seller. It's like kind of a, a, a lot, a great, uh, variety of these Coco Mega super fats and, uh, things like flaxseed and blueberries and just like healthy stuff all at, you know, 16% net carbs. So, also very low carb. I feel like it's a great, um, it's, it's the great combination of Coco Mega ingredient diversity and uh, really just like something that's, you know, all, all, what you would feed your dog, uh, what you would hope to see in their bowl. And um, but then we also created because I started getting into fresh food for myself and, of course, wanted to start feeding my dog more fresh food. So that's when I created Perfect Dog Food Mix, and that's like a Betty Crocker mix for dogs where you just combine eight pounds of pretty much any ground meat, and you combine it with one bag of the mix, put it in the oven for an hour and a half at low heat, and uh, out comes a AFCO Complete and Balanced meal. So it's a really easy way to meal prep for your dog, but the thing about it is that if you were to try to, if we were trying to going to try to sell this as just like a fully delivered fresh food like Farmer's Dog, we would need to charge twice the amount as Farmer's Dog costs, and so oh, okay. it would be so incredibly expensive. And so, what I wanted to do is offer people a better, nutritionally better product, uh, for way less. And so, when when you make food this way at home. Easy meal prepping, like honestly, you can do it in 30 minutes a month. When you do it this way, you're also saving 35%, 40% versus these fresh food brands. And so um, I think it's the best of all worlds because you're still getting this great. Yeah, you're getting this low carb dog food, you're getting the Coco Mega super fats in there. Uh, it's pretty much like everything you would want in your dog's bowl, um, without all of the high carb fillers, like rice, potato, peas, legumes that all these fresh food brands use that are inflammatory and definitely not part of a dog's, uh, biological diet. And so, um, we kind of get rid of all that offer it at a better price. And then, yeah, like I was mentioning, uh, before we're, we're about to launch perfect feast that I'm very, very excited about because it's me taking, you know, my, my you know, years of experience here running Yum Wolf with our different products and me continuing to learn and, uh, creating the next generation of dog food, uh, for what I want now. And so, you know, when you look at this, um, the first really cool thing about it is it's all hypoallergenic meats. So it'll, oh, nice. yeah, we'll have no, no chicken, no beef. We'll keep having those with perfect kibble But with these, we're going to have a fish recipe, uh, which uh, will actually be hydrolyzed fish. Yeah, we'll have a turkey, a nose-to-tail turkey. So that fish is whole fish, and I'll I'll get to why that's important in a second. Sure. All wild-caught, of course. Uh, The nose-to-tail turkey, and then we'll also have uh, what I call meat lovers, which is a variety of uh, hypoallergenic meats together. That will be a little cheaper than the other two. This whole product is going to be thirty five percent less, uh, like cost thirty five percent less than Perfect Kibble. So right off the bat, I'm very excited just to be able to provide uh, more value at a better price. It's like really hard to do that in today's uh, economy, and and uh, so you know it was a big goal of mine. And so I think we're going to be able to uh, kind of serve a wider market with this product. But in addition to that there's really been this big movement away from synthetic vitamins and minerals since we launched the company. And so this is our first product. That's going to have no synthetic vitamins and minerals still be low carb. Um, It's going to be very limited ingredient, but the, the, uh, the way that we are now getting the right amounts of, of minerals here is uh, through using this more like raw diet kind of philosophy of nose to tail feeding. So when you look at the ingredients, we're using a uh, whole fish, like not only is that super high in omega-3s uh, and every recipe we're doing here is going to be very high in DHA, which is a type of omega-3, not just that, but uh, it's also including all those organs. And so when we include like all the organs, especially in, in, in smaller wild caught fish, you know, we're including the bones, we're including the cartilage all of these things are, like, for instance, if if someone currently feeds their dog, you know, if you're listening right now and you feed your dog a glucosamine supplement for joint health, just understand that, like, you know, glucosamine is, is uh, a main molecule found in cartilage in the joints. So a better way, instead of feeding, like, some sort of synthesized powder might just be to, like, you know, feed our dog natural ingredients that naturally have that. So when you look at the turkey recipe in that one, we have like turkey neck, turkey gizzard, turkey heart, turkey you know, eh, turkey liver, every, you know, almost all turkey organs as well as turkey cartilage. And so, um, very exciting because it really just gets back to this, like, Nose to tail, um, you know. You when we start to obtain uh, minerals from these natural sources, they tend to be like five times higher, more highly digested than uh, when they come from synthetic sources. So, yeah, oh, I I, I could talk on and on about that, but very excited about this new product.
0: Well, I, I just want to interject because you know one of the main issues we have with Benji, he's nine, our lab is he has really bad arthritis and I've tried and supplements. I haven't seen a difference, but I don't want to say that across the board. I know some people really have, and he's done aquatic therapy and laser therapy, and those have helped, but I need a food for him that is going to address those joints, and that's why I'm so excited about yours.
1: Yeah, the the wild-caught fish recipe should be a very interesting one to start. Um, I'm That's what I'm going to start recommending to people whose dogs have joint issues, and It's just cool. I mean, uh, since writing this book, I personally have started eating way more fish. Like I'm eating fish twice a week on days. I'm not eating it. I'm supplementing with, uh, cod liver oil. Personally, you can do fish oil or cod liver oil. Um, I, uh, I would say that, you know, it cod liver oil is more expensive, but it, it has a lot of benefits that most fish oil don't have. They all have DHA, which is uh, the most important type of omega three. So, you know, for I would say that I, as I wrote the book, just became so highly convinced that this cocoa Omega effect really works that you know I've even started including it in my own diet. And when we think about um, you know our dogs, you know, I talk I talk about uh, there are a bunch of tables in the book that show just like how many teaspoons to feed your dog a day. Tried to make it really easy for people, um, but really I just tried to look at uh, what were the feeding levels in all these studies I looked at. Um, you know what were the averages? They it tended to be actually pretty similar across all the studies, and and uh, all, in all of these studies, it was shown to be effective in uh, reducing inflammation increasing microbiome diversity which uh, to me are the two most important things that like I really try to do for my dog and, uh, and myself because you know when we microbiome diversity we've already you know discussed that it's really just tied to longevity and when we try to reduce inflammation it means that we don't have all of these uh, essentially like attacks on all of our cells in our body or our dog's body and so the more that we can incorporate these uh, healthy fats and then just like try to really get rid of the seed oils. Uh, the more that we can do all of that together, I mean, it has amazing benefits on on uh, biological creatures, dogs and humans.
0: This might sound dopey, but I don't know what air dried means. I mean, I just picture all this food just sitting outside <laughs> drying. <laughs> can you get into the details of what that means? And it doesn't look like kibble, by the way. It's like rectangular chunks of food it's really amazing
1: yeah it's soft and chewy like doesn't need to be refrigerated so it's all the benefits of fresh food but no refrigerator like you can literally reach your hand into a bag put it in your dog's bowl and you're done it's so convenient um so you know air drying generally means that it's uh, been cooked at 170 degrees or less and uh you there are different levels of of cooking temperatures um you know you you definitely want to cook it at 170 degrees for like at least 30 minutes in order to get rid of yeast mold bacteria, um, pathogens. These are um, not things that are good for dogs. And, um, and so the air drying process is a great balance to uh, both kill the pathogens, but also uh, maintain as many of the nutrients as possible. So it, it's uh, very cool. And when you, when you, it is different from like, uh, freeze drying, uh, that process, uh, does degrade even more of the nutrients than air drying. Like I said, dehydrating, dehydrating is, uh, the most degrading and also the least eco-friendly because, um, it takes so long to dehydrate food. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's definitely the most air drying is the most expensive way to cook food but uh, i think it's worth it just from an overall nutrition and convenience standpoint
0: well i have to say you have a beautiful website i went through it thoroughly before our interview it's just great and you have such great information on here you also have something get 50 percent off trial tell us about that
1: yeah well uh, we wanted to make it really easy for people like we know A lot of picky eaters out there also, you know, you just kind of want to try a food before spending um, money on it. And so with our 50% trial, you know, we're giving people uh, seven days of food for 50% off and, um, you know, it's just a really easy way to try our food, see it for yourself. Another, another really cool thing that we just added on our website is I'm calling it our eco pup sustainability mission. And uh, we have just announced some really awesome uh, steps towards sustainability. The first one is we're now planting a tree with every order. So I, yeah, I care. So I'm actually getting really into the regenerative farming space that's not something that's currently in our food. I would like it to be someday. Um, that space is still pretty early stage. But um, I i mean, the monocrop agriculture that we have today just isn't working. Um, all of our soil is being depleted and it's a problem. So, uh, you know, with our Ecopup mission, we are now planting a tree with every order to try to help um, overcome that. Uh, we are also we also have zero net carbon uh, shipping. So that's really amazing because it means that when you order from us, you know that we're offsetting all of the carbon emissions that are involved with getting the food to your door. And then uh, after that, we uh, last year, late last year, announced that uh, we have switched Perfect Kibble and Perfect Dog Food Mix both to biodegradable packaging.
0: Oh, so- Nice.
1: Yeah, this is a brand new packaging that exists. I've been trying to find it for the last three years and someone finally invented it. And so we're uh, basically the first dog food brand to offer biodegradable packaging. And it's really cool because you can just put it in the trash and it will uh, disintegrate into uh, soil uh, within five to seven years. And so, yeah, it's a very, very cool way that you know if you're if you're feeding your dog yum wolf you can also know that you're you know kind of helping the planet at the same time
0: oh that's great now you also have perfect probiotics perfect digestion and perfect immunity is a food enough for most dogs or are these just extra or does everybody need these how would you describe these
1: yeah we i would say that um it's it's never going to hurt Uh, And we base it. So when you go through our personalization quiz, uh, that will get certain info, uh, whether your dog has health issues and also their breed. And so we uh, we customize our recommendation uh, based on those factors. So if your dog doesn't have any health issues, then we're looking at their breed and saying, what types of health issues is this breed most likely to encounter later in life? and um and we incorporate that so um basically i i always recommend it you know i think that uh, for puppies definitely feeding probiotics over their first 18 months is pretty important because that's when they have their greatest effectiveness um your dog's microbiome is set mostly over their first year and a half of of their life and so the uh there are a couple of things we can do there Uh, one feed them probiotics um but two, the most important and impactful thing we can do is feed them cocoa mega super fats. So, um, you know, like we were talking about before, it has a probiotic-like effect without actually putting probiotics into their their system. So it's very it's very cool stuff. But the most important thing is that when when we do this earlier in life, it's going to have benefits any time in life. But when we do it early in life, then we really set our dog's microbiome up for longevity if we're trying to do as much as we possibly can absolutely Um, yeah and and you know i think that there are uh for dogs later in life who are currently experiencing allergies like that's what we created perfect immunity for perfect digestion is for dogs who have different gut health issues also pancreatitis so yeah so um whenever we are recommending a dog food for pancreatitis um we always want them to include perfect digestion for its digestive enzyme blend. Um, you know, people can schedule a call on our website with me to kind of like discuss that more in depth, but, um, that's something that I'm not seeing very many vets recommend. And, uh, it, to me, it's a a complete no brainer, uh, you know, for any dog who has pancreatitis, like they should definitely be having a digestive enzyme blend.
0: Oh, yeah. And then you've also got the perfect salmon oil as well.
1: Yeah. And that's getting to the the base of it all, isn't it? Right. You know, yeah. When we talk about in my book, um, you know, basically the feeding guidelines would be like perfect in kibble and perfect salmon oil. Our perfect salmon oil is a wild Alaskan salmon oil. We're actually doubling the bottle size, so it's going to be um, an even better value. Um, oh, great. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's all wild caught fish, cold pressed, uh, you know, sustainably sourced. And, uh, it's a, it's a really amazing, it's it's like dogs literally love it. Uh, it's really great for picky eaters too, but the most important thing is that it's super high in DHA. Salmon oil is, uh, arguably the best source of DHA. Um, salmon is just like really, really great overall. And, the DHA, there, there are different types of omega-3s that I talk about in my book, and um, they all have their different benefits for microbiome diversity. So like, for instance, uh, the the uh, omega-3s that are obtained through flaxseed, for instance, are extremely beneficial, but that's the ALA type of omega-3s. And so that that's really good for microbiome diversity, but it isn't necessarily going to give the same benefits. And th- this can broadly be said for pretty much all plant-based. Um, I'm excluding algae, but all plant-based omega-3s are typically going to be higher in ALA. And you really want to make sure your dog's getting enough DHA. So that primarily is going to come from fish sources. So that's that's why we launched uh, you know, Perfect Salmon Oil. It's like basically our way of just creating the highest quality version of it out there. And I want to add that um, there is people should have cause for concern in where their salmon oil is sourced. And uh, we just did a deep dive in all of our sourcing on, on that product in particular. We, we deep dive like all of our products. We go like figure out who is supplying every single ingredient in our food but on the salmon oil, this is going to be something where um, we're going to see a uh, word on the street says that we're going to see a very major brand uh, have a lawsuit filed against them because oh. of the uh, uh, their salmon oil not being 100% salmon oil. And, oh, wow. Yeah. And so we just did a, uh, a big deep dive into our sourcing, confirming that our our product is coming From Alaska wild-caught fish and it's 100% salmon
0: oh that's fantastic and speaking of fantastic your book the canine coco mega that's such a fun word to say the canine coco mega effect a breakthrough to healing your dog's gut with super fats is phenomenal i mean i've read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of health books and it's really great and i really commend you on all the hard work that you did and i'm so glad you came on was there anything you wanted to add today jaron
1: just that, uh, you know, for anyone who's listening, uh, one, follow me on Instagram, Jaron Lucas, Lucas with a K, Jaron spelled the way it normally is. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, but ho- hopefully, it's uh, easy to find on this podcast somewhere. So yeah, follow follow me on Instagram. Um, and also, Lisa has very very good skin. So you know, if you're, <laughs> I would definitely continue <laughs> taking health advice from her. Is all Aww. I'm saying.
0: So sweet. <laughs> I did do a clay and avocado mask before the show. so
1: I'm, I'm going to have to get some tips after this from you.
0: Well, Jaron, this has been fantastic. And Benji is a yum woof dog now. And we're very pleased. And I'm hoping eventually Blue will be too. If you want to develop, let's see, what can Blue have? Turkey, acorn squash. Cauliflower. I know you said you don't like peas, but that was one of the foods you can have. So, and then there was like three others. That's it.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> my, my poor baby. Anyway, everyone keep coming back to Dog Eared and check out Yum Woof. It's yumwoof.com.
1: That's right. Yumwoof.com. And uh, our team is here to help if uh you know you have any specific health questions for your dog. So uh thanks again, Lisa. It's such a pleasure chatting with you.
0: That was super fun. Everybody check me out and check out my dogs, my present good boys and my past good boys on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Lisa Davis on page. And be sure to check out Health Power as well. Thanks so much.